This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Hi, I'm Hanif Baharuddin and this is Gigi Well Played, BFM's video game show. We have another new game to talk about this week and it's called Roll Drum, developed by Roll7 and published by Private Division. But before that, here's a recap of some of the biggest news in the world of gaming with Afnil Ting and Daryl Ong. Thank you, Hanif. First thing on the agenda is Ubisoft Forward, which happened over the weekend. There are a lot of announcements made at the event involving a lot of franchises. Obviously, we won't be able to cover everything, so we're going to cherry-pick some of the biggest news to come out of Ubisoft Forward. Yeah, Ubisoft's flagship franchise, Assassin's Creed, is definitely a big one, with Assassin's Creed Infinity a definite highlight. Infinity is not exactly a game, but rather, it's a new platform and hub that will host and serve future AC games. Interesting. The next Assassin's Creed games were also announced, and there are two of them. The first one is called Codename Red, and it's going to be set in feudal Japan, indirectly answering a lot of prayers from fans of the franchise which has been clamouring for this for quite some time hmm. the other one's called Codename Hacks which has been touted as being a very different kind of Assassin's Creed game and may include witchcraft they also said that the multiplayer feature of the franchise will return in some form but details for this will be reviewed later in addition to that there was also an announcement for Assassin's Creed Mirage a game set in Baghdad 20 years before the events of Assassin's Creed Valhalla the game will feature Basim Ishak and will have a modern take on the original gameplay template Plate of the franchise, meaning the game will feature more stealth, parkour, and assassinations. It will be released next year. The mobile platform will also be receiving a new AC game in the form of another coded title. Assassin's Creed codename Jade will be coming to mobile platforms and will be open world. Again, it will feature that classic AC gameplay and will be built to play well with touch controls. It will be set in China and will allow players to create their own assassin for the very first time in the series. A lot of stuff there with Infinity being the most intriguing in terms of its concept. Other announcements also include a new Skull and Bones trailer showcasing more aspects of the game, Maru and Rabbit's Sparks of Hope, having a post-launch content involving Rayman as well as Trackmania heading to consoles with cross-platform play and cross-progression. Mm. There were also announcements of more content for The Division and many others. You can find more information online but overall, maybe a more solid show from Ubisoft in recent years with a stronger emphasis on their favourite franchise, Assassin's Creed. From Ubisoft, we move to Disney and their D23 2022 Expo. Of course, their films and TV offerings will get all the attention, but what they are planning on the gaming front is also not too shabby. Yeah, we're going to highlight only some of the announcements made, and the biggest of them all is a teaser of a game involving Amy Henning and Skydance New Media, featuring Captain America and Black Panther set in World War II. This untitled game will be a narrative-driven adventure game that will see players travelling to Paris, Wakanda, and other places potentially. Mm, apart from playing as Captain America, helmed by a young Steve Rogers, as well as that era's Black Panther featuring Azuri, T'Challa's grandfather. You'll also be given a chance to play as Gabriel Jones, a US soldier and member of the Howling Commandos, and Nanali, the leader of the Wakandan Spy Network. The trailer is only in CGI, so it's not really a representative of what we can expect, but with Amy handing at the helm, it's difficult to not feel excited. 
Other announcements also include a new Tron game called Tron Identity. It's a new visual novel adventure that follows a character called Query, a detective that will be solving the mystery of an unprecedented crime. Nothing else was announced except for the release date, which is next year. The game will also be made available on PC and consoles. For fans of the classic Disney characters, there's also a new 2D platformer called Disney Illusion Island, starring Mickey, Minnie, Donald and Goofy that's set to arrive exclusively on Nintendo Switch in 2023. Other than that, there's also Marvel World of Heroes, a new Marvel AR game that's been announced by Pokemon Go developer Niantic, a gameplay trailer for Aliens, Dark Descent, as well as a new trailer for Return to Monkey Island, among any others. Again, do go check out the rest of announcements online for more information. Moving on, Activision is scheduled to officially review Call of Duty Warzone Mobile very, very soon. Previously, Warzone, a Battle Royale-themed Call of Duty, has only existed on PC, Xbox and PlayStation, with Call of Duty Mobile giving the mobile fans that classic PvP COD experience. And now, after Alpha testing the game for a bit, Activision is most likely ready to reveal the game very soon during their upcoming COD next event that's going to happen on the 15th of September. The event will also showcase the main lineup of Call of Duty games with a focus, of course, on Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 and Call of Duty Warzone 2. But the mobile lineup won't be neglected, and that's where we will perhaps see the official announcement. According to several leaks, Call of Duty Warzone Mobile will allow up to 120 players and will be set in Verdansk, the location where the OG COD Warzone was previously set before they relocated to Caldera, a Pacific island from World War II. Lastly, Uncharted Legacy of Thieves is coming to PC next month. The collection was initially released for the PS5 and it will now head to the PC on 19th of October. The collection was leaked on the Epic Games Store earlier, fueling speculation that the games will eventually come to PC. Now that's a reality. If you pre-purchase the game, you get a new Fortnite glider in the shape of Sally Seaplane. The Seaplane glider will also be available on the Fortnite item shop on the 19th of November. So feel free to get the game if you want a more optimised experience on PC or if you have not played the game at all on PC previously. That's all we have for this week's news. Back to you, Hanif. Thank you very much, Daryl and Ofnil. If you're a fan of skateboarding games like Tony Hawk and enjoy third-person shooters, Rollerdrome might be your cup of tea. This game combines those two genres, set in a dystopian world where the brutal game of Rollerdrome is a sport. BFM's Sabrina Yusuf joins me on the show to share her thoughts on the game. First up, does she agree with my take that this is a Tony Hawk meet third-person shooter hybrid? I would think so. Um, I think... Uh, when I saw it uh, on my, I think because okay, I follow uh, the PlayStation account on Instagram, and I saw they posting a trailer. I'm just like, huh, what an interesting concept! It's roller skating, and you got guns, <laughs> and it's like some kind of like deathmatch sport thing that you kind of just survive. Um, 
which is pretty cool, which what got me like to to get the game. If I actually got around to like finally upgrading my PlayStation just to get it cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah. So this game, if I'm not mistaken, is available on PlayStation Plus Extra, right? Or PlayStation Plus Deluxe? Oh, I mean, yeah, the yeah. new PlayStation Plus, like, essentially, right? So uh, if not, you still have to pay for it, but it's not as expensive as other titles, you know, considering yeah. the fact that it's an indie game, right? So yeah. Um, one thing I like immediately about the game is that. I mean, it can easily be just a random theme game, but they decided to create that sport, uh, right? I mean, in the form of um, it's called Roll Drum, and Roll Drum is the the name of the sport, in which you're essentially on roller skate and you have to perform tricks, but at the same time shoot enemies. Yeah, so so it is. Uh, if you think about it, Tony Hawk meets random third-person shooter, I suppose. And I'm a huge fan of Tony Tony Hawk, so. I was like upon hearing about the game, I decided like okay, you know, this is a game I would like to check out, and it is it is unique in that sense. Yeah. Um, what do you like about the game? Uh, I think we need to first maybe talk about the the art style that they they mm. they've, they've, they've gone with the game. Yeah. 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 I think it's really um, it's an interesting approach because for one, it's like I wouldn't um, imagine any uh, Tony Hawk game. To look that way, and I think the way that they did it, oh, that just—it's quite refreshing. It's kind of like 2D comic book, kind of like Borderlands style, but with a little bit less detail. You know, it's like cel shaded, high contrast, a lot of like uh, outlines, which I think really fit what the game is supposed to be. Like the the way that you play, I can see like. Everything is just a lot clearer. Uh, it, the colors just seem like more saturated, and it just gives a fun, a much more fun feel to the game. I don't think it would be as fun as it is if it's just like a. If it was a different art style. I think it's like for me, like I'm a fan. <laughs> I'm a fan of like these sort of. Even just looking at the the promotional, I think the the artwork for the game. I just like oh, I want a poster of that and just have it like in my room. It's so pretty. It looks so nice and. Um, Yeah, I really like it. Yeah, so so cel shaded style at one point, I think during the middle PS2 era, if I'm not mistaken, became mm. a bit more popular. So you see a lot of games using that style. But then it sort of like I think eventually it was popular for a bit, and then it went out of style. But when even during its popularity, point initially, I I always thought that it was kind of like a cool art style to to adopt, you know. But I guess mm. at at that point in time. It did become a bit tiring one way or another, so I think they, that's why it went out of style for a bit, lah. But so it's good to always see styles like this being, uh, I guess, uh, used. Uh, like you mentioned, the Borderlands series, um, they've adopted this style primarily for for their games. But um, it's good to see a style, uh, in this sense, uh, for a game like this, right? And I think um, it's almost com- comic book style, which is which makes it. I think I think just ba- based on I guess adopting the style, it immediately. Um, Creates its own unique identity in that sense, right? Which I which I find quite 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 cool, lah. Mm, yeah, and it's like um, and the same way how when you said uh, it was quite of, like it was it was almost overused back then, but like now it's it's like a refreshing comeback after all of these super high def, super detailed, <laughs> super, uh, photorealistic games. Uh, running off of like I don't know airplane jet engines and they look so <laughs> real. <laughs> so seeing a game in this art style for me is like ah, I it's it's almost an instant like I want to play this just so I can see it. It's just so I can live out that experience of it being kind of cartoony and and fun. 
Correct. Yeah, it's yeah. it's cartoony, but it's not. It's cartoony in terms of it's the the cel shadedness, but it it still it's still pretty serious drawing, like and this we're not mm, talking mm. about cartoony cartoon, no, you no, know, no, cute no, characters, no. right? Yeah. So, yeah, so that, yeah. that, that's it's, what makes it awesome in that sense. Yeah, um, it's humans. <laughs> correct, and and they do take a very. I mean, the world building aspect of it, as much as it's it's just skeletal in nature in the in terms of, uh, setting up a template of a story is also, I guess they put a bit of an effort. To it to an extent to make it look like an actual, you know, it's an actual sport in the future. When the in the near mm. future, actually, you know, it's just twenty thirty, right? Technically, so mm. so it looks very like you know the the style that they've adopted, um, the smaller n- narratives uh, that they they try to present to set up the the premise of the game. It's also pretty like I don't think it's cliche. I th- I feel like it's it's something that we might have seen before, but but just to see in, in a video game is a thing like much like, okay yeah this is something that a premise that um. There is a bit of little seriousness to it, rather than like a very fun, quirky kind of game, which yeah. is also fun. But but sometimes it's good to have a theme like this, right? I think. Yeah, right? which which makes um which feels like it fit, it fits. I guess it wasn't too uh, the game. The game is definitely fun to play, but like having the backstory of like why the characters are there, uh, what the stakes are. I think that enriched it quite a bit. Although they didn't really go that much into detail, I think the focus was a lot more on like actual gameplay um i do wish i don't know if i want to i want more of the narrative i'm not sure because i don't i'm not sure where like the direction it would would go in because it's like it's kind of set in this sort of dystopian you know corporate sponsorship uh you know you're killing people so you can pay off your debts for your family whatever and then it's like this this very vague sort of revolution going on in the background you don't really know what it is but it's kind of there um, so those in between moments, like um, you will have certain uh, parts of the game where you're just like a narrative episode, sort of like a narrative scene. You kind of get to walk around your locker room, and then in the next uh, tier of uh, games, you can uh, when you when you move up through the ranks, there's another sort of scene where you walk around like an office or whatever. So that little moments, I think are a nice breather instead of just going from one level to the next. Um, it's a great way to, I think it's a great way to kind of introduce the story of the characters. It's nice to just like explore the room and read these little notes and you can make little decisions. So do I throw away this note or not? Not that it matters, but like, I think it's really cute, you know? Yeah. 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 And, and, and that's the thing. That's the thing that I like about the game considering, I mean, the fact that it's, it's not full price, um, meaning, and it's also an indie game. Um, they could have just not make a bit more effort, right? Technically, to to sort of somehow set up, like I said, skeletal narrative, right? Just just so mm. that it feels like you are living in this world. But they did, and that's what makes it a bit more enjoyable to a certain extent, right? Because because I think if you want to create a game that's set in a dystopian future, you have to somehow set it up, right? And I think the setup mm. the setup makes it. A bit more, as much as yeah, like you said, it's not in depth. Um, it makes it a bit more. I I get a bit more involved in in, in wanting to play the game rather than like oh okay, assuming, and just playing the game based on the gameplay lah and the the premise mm-hmm. of the gameplay itself, right? Uh, speaking of that, let's talk about the gameplay. Um, yeah, it's I would say it's not complicated. It's simple enough. It's roller skates and um run and gun, right? To an extent, mm. um, simple enough. Um, and you know, okay, you've finished the game. I am still playing uh, a bit of the game. 
I guess it's fun enough. I mean, I I definitely have a bit of fun, and it's immediately a kind of game that you know that okay, um, there is a, I mean, the learning curve is not steep, but to master the game and be good at it, you have to spend a bit more time. And I am mm-hmm. actually looking forward to doing that because I know for a fact that you know once I get the hang of things, I will be able. I would want to try and I guess you know get a high score. What yeah. what was your take on it? Yeah. So I think you mentioned you you're still kind of like very early on in the game, right? Mm, um, yes. <laughs> at one point, so I had the same thought. I was just like, okay, this is fun. This is like kind of manageable. Um, it's not like the first like first few stages. Um, the guns that you get, uh, you don't really need to aim. Aim. You kind of just lock on for a bit, and then you can just you know keep shooting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then oh, okay, this is not that bad. You know, this is kind of fun, and I can do tricks along the way. I can sort of like skate my way to the next person, and and. Um, you know, unload like a clip or whatever. Uh, but at some point, uh, as you progress, the game kind of forces you to go back and get better because you need to <laughs> complete a number of challenges in order to unlock the next uh, tier, next tier of levels. So I reached that barrier in like the second sort of tier, I think, where it's like, oh, this is this is hard. I can't just shoot. I can't just eliminate all the enemies. I have to do that and do it within a certain amount of time and complete the challenges. So that kind of like, okay, I guess I got I guess I'm forced to do that now and I need to get better at this game. Um, which is not like crazy. It's challenging in a fun way, I think, to be able to, because you can go back to the earlier levels and complete the challenges there and you don't need to complete them all in one go. You can do it once on one run and then you can do another challenge in another run. It kind of just... Um, takes it off for you so it's it's fun in that way it makes you it kind of forces you to get better a little bit but not in a way that's like super um frustrating i don't need to get an s rank or an a rank i just kind of need to like okay i can do this one easy challenge i complete it and then i do the next one in the next level that i can do um and just pick and choose which one of the challenges that's that's um, doable for me um but otherwise just like going through um the levels it's uh, the first few tiers are fun. You get to figure out like um, the types of guns that you get, which is not a lot. There's like four main ones um, and they all kind of have their strengths uh, and their play styles. So you need to figure out, oh, for this type of enemy, I need to use this type of gun. I don't need to, but it's easier that way because, you know, then I can switch to like this other gun and then finish them off because some enemies, you you know, the moment you shoot them, they have a shield or they teleport away. So you kind of need to like strategize a bit. Which is cool. I think there's still quite a few tricks I haven't learned in the game, like certain challenges that I thought was impossible, but no, you just had to know the combo of like the sequence to approach them. <laughs> you know, you have to get into this reflex time, um, which is fun as well, where, where you kind of slow down time a bit and then you get to shoot um, people in that um, slow time frame. And then you sort of like go to the next. So it's like a lot of things like going on at the same time. Uh, you got this reflex time, you need to do tricks to reload your gun, and then at the same time, you're being shot at from every direction, uh, and then you got to dodge. So it's it's quite a bit going on, and it gets a lot more hectic um, in the later stages. But I think it's fun to look cool doing it. So once you actually get through the stage, and then you're like... Um, you're doing all these tricks, and, and you're shooting people in midair, I'm like, whoa, that's like pretty... The, the satisfaction of landing that or clearing that level is like... Okay, this is good. <laughs> now I'm ready for the next one. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It's very hectic in that sense, but yeah, it takes getting some 
time getting used to before you can you'll eventually i guess be able to like you said um get used to it and eventually pull off tricks in style while killing off all the enemies right um yeah. i think that yeah it's, it's the kind of game that reminded me i mean as we're talking it reminded me a bit of like devil may cry in the sense that um i mean there is a point system for you to i guess kill yeah. enemies in a cool way quote unquote i mean not literally but but they're not super similar but but it's just that the difference is that the way to reload your gun is to do tricks as well so so to a certain extent you are forced to do tricks because it is a prerequisite in order for you to actually be able to kill off the enemy so yeah so that's why you have to i mean it takes it does take getting some used to but i think once you're once you've gotten the formula yeah it's just a matter of perfecting your run um do you do a lot of retries to to i guess better your runs So um okay I've only done that after I finished like the main story of the game so I'm like oh, I I I I got a bit of drive in me I still kind of want to play a bit more so I go back and try to get the next uh rank for example but um um so as I mentioned like the whole challenges thing for you to get to the next one that is like, pretty much the only thing that made me go back and try to get a better score um I think that's part of the reason why I wish there were there was a little bit more to the game um I know this is very like uh completing the challenges and getting a better score that's pretty much the foundation for these genre of games right like 20 hawk games you know it's very combo based you need to get that multiplier you need to get you know this streak of tricks you need to get the best score ever and things like that but um there is for one there is a a pretty compelling story to be explored in the game but there's also like um I think there's a lot more space to play around. So I thought that the maps were I think they could be um played around with more. I wish there was a bit more space to navigate. Uh I wish there was I think that's just like me trying to find more of the game within itself. So going back and replaying the levels to get a better score for me that's like secondary. I'll do it if I have to, but like I just want to get to the next new thing and experience the next new map or next new enemy or whatever. But yeah, I'm not no I don't think I'm the type to sort of replay things. <laughs> Cuz I just end up like the chicks when like even I I realize as I'm going through it, I'm just doing the same whenever I need to reload, I'm just doing the same uh like melancholy 360 flip, you know, like <laughs> it's the same direction, same trick and then I go back and do it because there's a lot of things happening. It's hard to think about tricks. uh once you're once you're like in in the game so you kind of just like mash whatever buttons and it's kind of like confusing too because there's a combo buttons to the flips and there's another there's you know another set to change your um the directional pad is used for your weapons and things like that so it gets like ah oh, i'm just going to do this in the moment and then hope that i get my ammo back and then go to go around the arena again to get to the enemy but yeah i can i can sympathize with you because yeah you're you're stuck in 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 two minds right you know on one hand you want to like you know because because I'm influenced by Tony Hawk I do want to do other tricks as well I want to yeah, do have a bit of variety to my tricks but I end up doing the same thing just for the sake of wanting to reload my gun right uh, I know what you mean um yeah so just that um I too am not a, a kind of gamer that would like to replay things um so uh, considering how short the game is relatively speaking I mean I want to talk about replay value uh, but yeah considering that you're not a kind of gamer that like to go back to to I guess to replaying the levels uh I guess maybe it's not quite for you but um 
there is a replay value for people who like to, I guess, better their scores, right? It's still fun. Like, I still, like, uh, go back to it just to have, oh, let's just have one round. You know, let's just have, like, a couple levels and I can just jump into it. And, you know, it, it's, very, it's very straightforward. You go into, you're dropped into arena, you have these guns, you shoot at your enemies, um, you either succeed or you don't, you land these tricks, and then, you know, you go around the arena again. Um, it's a fun little thing to just jump into. I think that's that's also like um, uh, valuable for 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 a game like that. Like it, it's very, there's no frills. I suppose you just jump in and you get started. There's you don't need to worry about like um, I don't know customizing your loadout or whatever. You just like okay, this is what you have. Go in and do your best. Which is I think is is pretty great because for one on one hand, I'm I was also wondering of like oh I wish I could at least change like. Uh, if I could at least have some degree of customizability for my character, right? But like, now that I'm thinking about it, maybe the game is not meant for that. Maybe it's just for you to kind of like experience this arena and go at it with 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 all that you can. <laughs> Yeah, um, hopefully, I mean, maybe in the future, the developer will probably, because it can easily be, be that, right? The developers yeah. can easily up, uh, provide, you know, updates with new maps or new weapons to try out. But as of now, again, um, making a comparison to Tony Hawk, um, sometimes, yeah, sometimes when you feel like, you know, just making tricks and also shooting enemies at the same time, you can just just sort of like jump in and play that and then that's it, right? Like, like oh. that, I mean, that, that's how I, I treat... Um, that's how I used to play um, Tony Hawk back then. You know, I don't, I'm not that bothered about, I guess, breaking records. For me, it's just, okay, I just want to skate around, do some tricks and that's it. Switch and then I'll just jump in and do that. So I think, I have a feeling that this is also the kind of game to do that, right? Mm. Yeah, which is which is weird. Uh, like when you said that, I remember like, oh, I'm remembering how I used to play Tony Hawk as well, which is I almost exclusively played the ones that are like, that they had this weird storyline um, mm. like underground underground to um, American wasteland I think and they're very like narrative heavy if I'm not mistaken so when uh, so so that's why when I'm playing this game I'm like okay what's the next uh, plot what's the next you know new thing what's the next um, kind of progression rather than just like playing for example um, pro skater where you're just very focused on getting uh, the highest score possible, right? So this one, I'm kind of like looking for the same thing. So now I realize, oh, my, that's kind of like how I look at these games. <laughs> I just want to know like the next, uh, the next thing, right? The new, the new thing. And I'm not like, oh, I really don't, I really don't care much about my score, which is strange because that's kind of like the premise of these, this genre of games. You get the best score and you go back and you get better at it. Um, but I mean, I still find it very enjoyable. It's still a good play. Mm. Would you recommend people to play this game? Oh yeah, I mean, like it's not. Um, I think if you have the subscription, it's not that expensive at all. Like because it's also a winning game. I think if it wasn't, I think if you just buy it without a subscription, also it's it's pretty cheap as well in comparison um, to a bunch of other games. Uh, it's a nice sort of like weekend thing. Uh, you can just sort of like go in. There's not a lot to learn, but you have a lot of space to practice. So the mechanics are like pretty simple. You go in, you do tricks, 
you shoot at stuff. Uh, and if you're bad at that, you can just do it again. <laughs> and there's nothing, there's not not a lot of new things to learn, which is great. Um, I say definitely get the game. I think it's like really like fun and fresh and different. Um, and if you like Tony Hawk, play it. <laughs> if you used to play the, the uh, if you used to play Tony Hawk, definitely get this game. When the remasters came out, I think Pro Skater One and Two, I wasn't. I was super excited, but then I never actually got around to playing it. <laughs> So, same, same, yeah. yeah. So, so when when I saw Roller Drum, I was like, oh, okay, this is, I guess this is what I was looking for. I just was looking for something same but different. So it skates with guns, apparently. Uh, so if you feel the same way, I definitely like recommend people to get this game. It's a lot of fun. I just wish it was a little bit longer or like there was a little bit more to it, but hopefully that will come later. Yeah. You're tuned into GG Well Played, and that was BFM's Sabrina Yusuf sharing her impressions and experience playing Rollerdrome, a third-person action shooter by Roll7 and Private Division. The game is available on PC, PlayStation 4, and PlayStation 5. If you'd like to listen to this episode again, look for a podcast on BFM.my, our app available on the Apple App Store or Google Play, and you can also listen to this episode again on Spotify. Do share your thoughts and the games that you play via our email, ggwp at bfm.my. Don't forget to also follow the station on Twitter at BFM Radio. My name is Sanif Baharudin. Thanks for joining us. Game on and please take care. This has been GG Well Played. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.